Welcome to Realm of Faith Radio with Reverend Talks and Akuna Dejuo. This month, we began a new series on the name of Jesus. You will learn how Jesus obtained his name and you will get acquainted with the power back that wonderful name of Jesus. Don't miss any episode. Galatians 3.27 Galatians 3.27 The Bible says there that for as many of you as been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. What's that speaking of? That's talking about the new birth. At the new birth, the sinner is immersed into Christ. The word baptized means to immerse. And then we also see in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where the Bible tells us in verse 13, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. So at the new birth, the sinner is immersed into Christ. He comes into Christ. He's baptized into Christ. And then he becomes a member of the body of Christ. Now, who does that? The Holy Spirit is the one who does that. The Holy Spirit, when the sinner takes Jesus as his Savior, confesses him as his Lord, the Holy Spirit immerses him into the body of Christ, baptizes him into Christ. So that's the most important baptism. Right now. Here's Robin Talks with today's message, How to Use the Name of Jesus, Part 4, Episode 1. Study the name. And um, we saw that it's important we do so we could know what that name really means to us. And without us having a clear-cut understanding of what the Word of God says about it, we'll uh, live way beneath our rights and privileges and won't be able to take advantage of all that belongs to us. So um, that was the first thing we looked at. Why study about the name of Jesus? We've been doing this series on the name of Jesus. Then in um, the next week after that, we studied on how Jesus obtained his name. How Jesus obtained his name. And we said he obtained the fullness of that name by inheritance, by conquest, and by bestowal. Amen. By inheritance, by conquest, and by bestowal. All power is in the name. All authority is in the name. And that name belongs to us. And um, the third week, uh, the week right after that, then we asked ourselves a question, which was last week. What is back of the name? We talked on the deity of Jesus Christ. That the value of any currency uh, depends on what is back of it. Usually precious stones like gold, gold bars, you know, things of that sort are back of any currency so if a country for instance is just printing money but they don't have uh, gold that is back of the more monies they are putting out they're going to have inflation now economists tell us that there are three kinds of inflation cost push demand pull and structural inflation well this is not an economics class but i did some economics uh, so the value of any currency depends on what is back of it in the same vein the value of the name of Jesus depends on what is back of it now what stands back of that name what gives it value the fact that the name is backed by deity the owner of the name the person who owns that name happens to be the second member of the Godhead so deity stands back of the name well um, today we want to talk about how to use the name of Jesus. How to use 
the name of Jesus. That's what we want to look at today. We still have a few weeks to go in talking about the name of Jesus. It will do every believer a tremendous good to study about that name. Study about that name. Well, like I said, today we want to talk about how to use the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you for that name. The name that's above every name. Thank you because the name of Jesus belongs to us. Thank you for the power, the authority that's in the name. Thank you for opening the eyes of our spirits to see the truths of your word about this matchless name, this wonderful name that belongs to the church. Thank you because we take our place in Christ. We go out in life's fight and we win. Thank you because we do valiantly. We do exploits for the master. We do the works of Jesus. And all by that name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. So we want to look at how to use the name of Jesus. Now, um, I want to start off by talking about the fact that the name of Jesus holds a very vital and a very important place in God's plan of salvation. If you look at Matthew chapter 1, Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 and verse 23. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 and verse 23. The Bible says there, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. 23 says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. So we see that there's no separating uh, the name of Jesus from salvation. Salvation is in that name. His name shall be called Jesus. Why? Because he shall save his people from their sins. So that name is music to the soul of the sinner. Salvation is in the name. Then in Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 4, and in verse 12, Acts of the Apostles, Peter and John take into question about the healing of that man by the gate, beautiful. And then Peter utters these words in Acts 4.12. He said, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So salvation is in that name. It's in that name. It's in that name. Praise God. Salvation is in the name. And... Um, uh, in um, Romans chapter 10 verse 13 the Bible says whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved then we know also in John 1 12 the Bible says but as many as received him talking about Jesus to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name so there's no separating the new birth from the name of Jesus. It's in that name that we have the new birth. It's in that name that we have the new birth. Praise God. It's in the name. So we got born again into the family of God through that name. Amen. Then um, we know that there are uh, three kinds of, at least three kinds of baptisms. In actual fact, four are spoken of in the Bible. We see that first, there is the new birth. And at the new birth, the believer, or the sinner actually, because he's still a sinner, is baptized into Christ. In Galatians chapter 3, then we know also that um, there's baptism in water. And people have split hairs so much. 
concerning the issue of water baptism. Some folks have said water baptism is not for today. That water baptism was uh, just a, a symbol and it's not for us. And, but is that really true? No, that couldn't be true. Yes, we know that John the Baptist baptized in water before the death burial and resurrection of Christ and Jesus himself was baptized in the river Jordan and when he came to uh, John the Baptist to baptize him John said no I'm not worthy to unloose the latchet of your shoes why are you coming to be baptized of me Jesus told him it behooves it to be so now for I must fulfill all righteousness so Jesus did it in fulfilling all righteousness now did it get him did he give him the life of God he already had the life of God why was he doing that to fulfill all righteousness and then remember there was a time when Jesus was asked that by what authority was he doing the things he was doing and then Jesus asked them a question you know it's it's not a Nigerian thing to answer a question with a question Jesus did it you know he said John's Baptist is it of men or is it of God well they couldn't answer then Jesus said neither do I have an answer for you now John was the one that baptized Jesus in water and what Jesus was simply saying is this his baptism in water John was a recognized prophet he was uh, honored known reputable among the people so that was some form of if you like ordination in a sense because that was the person who introduced him to Israel as the Lamb of God who's to take away the sin of the whole world. So Jesus was baptized by immersion in water. Uh, we know that when Jesus was leaving, he said in Matthew 28 from verse 18 to 20 he said, all authority is given to me in heaven and in earth. Go therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, um, people also split hairs over baptismal formula. Some people say you baptize in the name of Jesus only. Some people even say that even if you are baptized in the name of Jesus only, but they weren't the ones that did it, then you're not saved. Now, all such things are stupid. We know the thief on the cross never got baptized in water, and he's in heaven. Now, we also know that if a fellow were to get baptized uh, 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 by sprinkling or even by immersion, and the person wasn't saved, they only went to the water a dry sinner, came out of the water a wet sinner, has no significance. You know, so water baptism should be after a person has received Jesus into their heart. Now, Jesus didn't baptize much in water. He didn't. It was his disciples that did, of course, with his permission. John, uh, Paul didn't baptize, uh, baptize many people in water either. It was largely uh, some of the people around him that did it. You know, and people go there and say that Paul said God did not send him to baptize but to preach the gospel of Christ. So water baptism is not significant in this time. So it's preaching the gospel that's the issue now that's just being stupid because paul actually said he did baptize some people why wasn't paul baptizing many people because it's primarily a local church thing and paul wasn't a pastor of a local church people should be baptized in their local churches you know other than the household of uh, household you know stephanas paul said he didn't baptize much yeah, because that wasn't his deal. Now, we know in Acts 19, this was after Paul had had the revelation of redemption. We see how from verse 1, the Bible says, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came unto Ephesus, finding certain disciples, said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? They said, we've not so much as heard, whether there be any Holy Ghost. Said unto what then were you baptized? They said unto John's baptism. Then he explained to them that John verily baptized, saying they should believe on him that should come after them. The Bible says, and they believed. 
and then they were baptized in the name of Jesus. So those guys, Paul saw to it, they got baptized by immersion in water. So there's nothing wrong with being baptized by immersion in water. If you're born again, go get baptized by immersion in water. Say, what if I'm not? Will it stop me from going to heaven? No, what takes you to heaven is receiving Jesus. That's what gets you saved. But what water baptism is, is an outward declaration of an inward reality. There are places like in India, for instance, uh, the moment a fellow goes to get baptized by immersion in water, it's a big deal. That's when his Hindu community will see him like, yes, he has taken a public stand. That's what it seemed like. That's what it seemed like, and that's what it is. It's you making a declaration, an identification, that when Jesus died, we died with him. When he was raised from the dead, we were raised with him. Amen. And we are alive with him today. That's all it is. So we don't have to split hairs over water baptism. Amen. So first, there's baptism into the body of Christ. The Holy Ghost baptizes the sinner into the body of Christ upon his confession of faith uh, in Jesus as his Lord. Then there's baptism by immersion in water. Then third baptism is baptism in the Holy Ghost. Now, the King James Version calls it baptism with the Holy Ghost. But really, you can baptize somebody with something because the word baptize means immerse. I can't immerse you with something. Now, Episcopal priests translated the King James Version in 1611 and their practice was to sprinkle. So that's why they used with. Really, a better translation and uh, the Amplified Classic, Worrell New Testament. Some other translations bring it out. They use the word in. So, uh, uh, the believer now, he's born again. He's now baptized by Jesus in the Holy Ghost. So, the Holy Ghost baptizes the sinner into the body of Christ. Jesus now baptizes that uh, believer who is now saved in the Holy Ghost. is the same as being filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues or receiving the Holy Ghost. So that's the third baptism. Someone says, what's the order? Well, the best time to get a fellow filled with the Holy Ghost is the moment they get saved. So some people get born again, then they get baptized in the Holy Ghost right after, and then they get baptized by immersion in water. Some people get born again, and then they get baptized by immersion in water, then they get filled with the Holy Ghost. Whichever one. But provided your baptism in water wasn't before you were born again. Otherwise, it wasn't a baptism in water. It was you playing with water. And that was all it did. It just got wet. Came out wet. Had to change your clothes. That's all. Maybe... You did some swimming too or something. You know, that's all. But is it necessary? Yeah, the Bible teaches it. In the Acts of the Apostles, they practiced it. Yes, it's not what saves people. It's faith in Christ that saves a person. But it's a declaration. It's an outward declaration of an inward reality. Like I said, the thief on the cross never got a, a chance to get baptized by immersion in water and he's in heaven. Amen. I just said to throw that out. There's been a lot of people have been splitting hairs lately over the issue of water baptism. And some folks say that water baptism is not New Testament. Water baptism is not necessary. That it's about faith. It's about uh, 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 putting our faith in Christ, the finished work of redemption. Yes, it is. But that's what water baptism symbolizes. It's just like communion. Communion hasn't saved anybody yet. You know, the power is not in the bread. The power is not in the blood. The power in the, in the wine, I mean. The power is in the blood of Jesus that was shed 2,000 years ago. You know, when you take that communion, some people say this bread, it becomes the body of Jesus. No, it's not. This wine, as I drink it now, it becomes the blood of Jesus. No, it's not. That's transubstantiation. 
and that's not scriptural. What's the bread? It's a symbol. What's the, the wine we drink? It's a symbol. A symbol of what? Of the body of Jesus that was broken for us. Of the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. Now, can somebody be healed while taking communion? Sure. What's, what, why then will he be healed? Well, he's healed because he's acting on God's word. He's appropriating the finished work of redemption. So, communion is a time when we remember what Jesus did for us. Well, that's just a side journey. So we know there's baptism into the body of Christ at the new birth. Baptism by immersion in water. Then there's baptism in the Holy Ghost. A fourth baptism that the New Testament doesn't so, so, say so much of is baptism of suffering. When um, James and John said, could we sit at your right hand, the other on your left, said, are you able to be baptized with the same baptism I'll be baptized with? Are you able to drink the same cup I'll drink? So there's a baptism of suffering. Now, the Bible also mentions uh, how some people, it seems they were baptized for the dead. It looks like that was a practice in that day where some people were baptized for the dead. Whatever that is, it doesn't seem to be practiced or whatever that was, it doesn't seem to be practiced uh, anywhere that I know today. So, Basically, those three baptisms, baptism into the body of Christ, which is the new birth, baptism uh, by immersion in water, and then baptism in the Holy Ghost. And you know what? All three baptisms are in the name of Jesus. They're in the name of Jesus. So salvation is in the name. Receiving the Holy Ghost is also in the name. In Acts 2.38, the Bible says, Repent therefore and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And then we see in Mark 16.17, where Jesus said, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. So we speak in tongues in the name of Jesus. We're baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues in the name of Jesus. So the name of Jesus is connected to the new birth, the salvation experience. The name of Jesus is linked, connected with the baptism in the Holy Ghost, being filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. So we're born in, into that name. That name belongs to us. You've been listening to Rema Faith Radio, brought to you by the partners and friends of Rema Nigeria. We offer training in God's Word and in the things of the Spirit for victorious Christian living and success and fulfilling ministry. Go to RemaNigeria.com to find out more on how to become a student or partner of Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria. Please call 081-01-166836. The number again, 081-01-166836. Kenneth Higgins Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria is here just for you.